Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler, and I'm joined today with Pete D. Mayo. Hey, everybody. I kind of feel like I need to reintroduce ourselves because it's been so long, but hey, everybody. I, I, that's what, literally what I just did. I introduced yeah. you. So I want to introduce myself again in case I forgot. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm okay, Pete. so when you hear this voice, this is Stuart, and when you hear this voice, is Pete. Like that's oh, what you oh, meant to come in okay. and say your right, This so, is my voice. So that's Pete. Pete, yes. Pete DeMeo. And then over there is Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy-ho. Anytime you hear someone say howdy-ho, it's Melissa. Regardless or Mr. Hankey. Like. Or Mr. Hankey. Could be. And then Phil's with us. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Phil Fariska, for those that are just tuning in for the first time. So we, it's been a while, guys. We actually haven't recorded a podcast in several weeks. It's been a really long time. I miss you guys. I, me too. It's well, nice to have the posse back together again. So w- why didn't we record? <laughs> were, you, were you someplace exciting? Uh, yeah, I went to England. I went yeah. home for a couple of weeks. And, and you know, we, we haven't published in, I want to say, three weeks that we haven't published in three ep- weeks. An, an episode. But we actually recorded the last two back-to-back as well. So I think, I want to say it's five weeks since we actually recorded a show. Which, Sounds about right. Yeah, so I've forgotten everything about hotel marketing. I don't know about you guys. Well, it's a good thing that we are here to support you and all of our listeners to re-educate this the people. Is, this is true. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about a study that um, I put, or a report that IFA Travel put out about uh, the consumer consumer behavior and increasing conversions of your consumers. Hopefully, if you're tuning into this, you have consumers in the form <laughs> of guests, and you want them to convert in the form of bookings. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, let's just say that uh, this is going to be packed full of a lot of cool, great information. If you have listened to shows, there's going to be a lot that we're going over that we've talked about a lot previously on the show, but really important stuff, so it's good to always remind ourselves of those things. Uh, so before we do, as always, let's see what's going on in the news Oh, you don't want to do this on? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for Newsaroos. I should just no, re- snip that out and drop it in every time, but I want you to do a live performance every time. <laughs> I have to always remind myself. I never should have come up with that to start with. Yeah, it's <laughs> your fault. So. I'll tell you what, if we get 100 listeners right in and say they don't want to hear it anymore, then we'll stop. But until that day happens, ah. we're going to have to do it every episode. Okay, people, let's get the count going. That you're, that you're on, because no one else is going to sing it if you're not on the episode. <laughs> so. All right, so what's in the news? So first one is an article from Search Engine Land pointing out Google Hotel Search uh, results are testing price insights. So basically, this is helping the consumer find when is the best time to book and whether whether or not they're getting the best deal in their area, um, showing which hotels. Oh, if you if you searched for a Marriott Toronto downtown, well, Ada's guest house may have a better rate for you, and you could book with them instead. So it's really, I mean, it's helpful for the consumer, and it's definitely going to keep hotels on their toes in in terms of rate parity. Well, yeah. go ahead. No, after you, Peter Demayo. <clears throat> All right. What I was going to say is, from a revenue management perspective making sure that you're yielding appropriately and trying to make sure that you have that base of bookings so that you only are raising your price the, the closer you get. 
Yeah, for sure. Your discount should always be early, early, early on. You know, Cyber Monday, things like that. Good time to get a lot on the books. What I was going to say is, this is everything we've seen coming from Google recently, and really any any of the big tech companies out there that give us an opportunity to distribute. These kind of things are going to make it way better for savvy marketers. Right? If you're a good marketer, a good rate optimizer and you have a good rate strategy these things are really good for you because you can play the game properly if you're if you're a lazy hotelier and you don't pay attention to that and you don't pay attention to rate parity to yielding up rates things like that they, they, this could could really hurt your bottom line oh yeah one one of the things they're showing right here in the SERP is if you search for a particular hotel it says this hotel costs more than similar hotels nearby Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who sees that's gonna click it. I mean, that's that's yeah yeah. <laughs> better better be paying attention to your rates and 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 when you're posting those rates as well. Yeah, and you know they've been doing this for a long time on the flights side. I, I don't know if you guys use Google Flights, but that's the only place yeah. I will start mm -hmm. a search Alpha Flights. It just happened to me today. I booked a flight to go to down to Destin for a conference, and uh, I'd looked at the prices last week. And it gave me a couple of hints. It said, well, you don't have to fly to Destin. You could fl fly into Panama City because it's only an extra 15-minute drive, whatever. So I was looking and comparing prices. But then they just they still kind of felt high. So I did what Google lets you do, which is save, it. save it and track it. And I got an email this morning saying, lo and behold, that the exact flight I wanted had just dropped $200. Wow. That's a like, big difference. Yeah. And it, this is a flight that I'm not taking until November. But, you know. I, I went ahead and snapped it up because it was $200 less than it was yesterday. So, yeah, very helpful. Yeah, and that very actually, good for the consumer. And that leads us right into the, the next newsaroo is Google put out an article talking about holiday planning. And it's basically exactly what you're talking about, Stuart. Um, they're, they're saying now is, the, now is the best time to book your flight and kind of gives you a little chart or graph whether, you know, this is this is prime time whether this is a typical rate for this flight whether it's a low rate or a high rate again just giving more more information to the consumer so they're not overspending or knowing they're getting a great deal and they should scoop it up right now yeah i, I did the same with my you know my trip back to england you know flights can typically be twelve fifteen hundred dollars a person to to fly from from model beach to charlotte or from model beach to atlanta and then to london and i always keep the the rate monitor on there in one day it was random day in february i just got an email alert saying your rates for those dates just dropped and i ended up booking for eight hundred dollars a pop it saved wow. me a couple thousand dollars for the family to travel over to england so uh, uh, you know uh, these kind of tools are getting more sophisticated and consumers are going to expect these kind of luxuries and you as a hotelier really have to uh, play this new game because if if you don't have a rate strategy that you stick to you're going to be in the wild west and, and you're going to get in trouble because people are going to start seeing sporadic price increases and decreases and and it's going to hurt the, their ability to make a decision but if they see that consistently your rates start low and go up as you get closer and fill up they're going to book earlier you know you're going to get out of this cycle which we've all been caught in where the where the Consumers are booking later and later and later. The reason they're doing that is because we've trained them that they can get a good deal last minute. What well, kind of makes you also have to reevaluate your strategy of when is it better to have 
rooms that go unused in order to maintain your overall rate strategy. Yeah. So should yeah. I drop my rate for this one weekend if the long-term effect is it's going to hurt my occupancy for two or three weeks down the road because now you know, I'm creating this signal within Google's environment that says, hey, the rate may drop. Right, and you're, you're not only doing that, but you're also anchoring your rate for that particular guest. So your chances of getting that person, if you say you just drop your rate from $200 as your normal ADR, you drop it to $100 and a guest does book, and they're not even someone that was monitoring it. They just happened to come last minute and, and go to book. Now to them, your property is a $100 a night property. So next time they come and look and they see it's $200, they're going to, they're not going to want to book because, well, it, it was worth $100. I had a good time, but it's not worth twice what I paid for it last time. Which is why Groupon is stupid for hotels. Yeah, Groupon stupid. Hotel Tonight is stupid. <clears throat> you know, just, just avoid that. It's an easy, short-term, quick fix, but every single time it's going to hurt your long-term rate strategy. And, and ultimately you're going to end up on, on you know, your average ADR is going to decrease over time and it's a zero sum game. We're all going to lose profitability. The quality of our products going to decrease because we're not going to be able to reinvest in the property. And ultimately that leads to worse reviews, which then it fills, you know, fuels the fire. So then if your reviews are lower, then you can't demand an ADR and it's it just, just it's this a giant visual... snowball <clears throat> effect. Yeah. Is, is there an opposite to a flywheel? Is it the snowball? Is that what it would be? I would go snowball. Yeah. Okay. So flywheels are positive, right? Because that's the buzzy term right now. Yeah. Like when your your marketing's all helping it, it's it, each you know each independent piece is helping fulfill the greater thing. It's a flywheel. But it's, I guess you're right. It's a snowball. Because <laughs> you get run over by snowballs. I have never been run over by. It snowballs. could happen. Yeah. Like Frosty can just come and get you. <laughs> I feel like you're talking from experience. I, Maybe. Hmm. Why are you looking so over your shoulder right now? Right now? A snowball yeah. run me over. <laughs> yeah, why are you looking over your shoulder in August in in Myrtle Beach? I don't think we're going to have snowballs too much. Snowball chance in hell? <laughs> really? I don't know. Did you just call this place hell? Okay. <laughs> nice. Hey, we digress. Let's jump into the subject. So, Melissa, this this was your episode. So, pull oh, it, it together, girl. Surely is. And uh, this this a monster some monster notes. It must have taken you a while to put. It, it did together. take me quite a while to get through this report from Eye for Travel. It's a twenty five page report that you can download uh, via our show notes. There's a link in there to get your own copy. Uh, but it is twenty five pages, and I've tried to pull out what was most important in in our eyes to. Well, actually, it's in, in their eyes. Because it's eye, eye for, for travel. travel. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. I see what you did there. <laughs> so this is a, uh, it is part two of a three-part study that Eye for Travel did that is called the Behavior Behavioral Analytics Report Series. Again, I'm sure you can get all three parts on Eye for Travel. Did you get really excited when you read that? <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Such a nerd. I know. I can't help myself. So we're talking about all different ways of getting people through the conversion funnel and the different steps and different tactics of how to basically increase your conversion rate. And we're going to start at the very top, which is when is the perfect time to pitch your consumer? It's kind of important to know what part of the conversion funnel they're in and what to give them at that point. So in the study, they 
talk about some data based on 3,000 consumers, and they say that more than 90% of them use price comparison sites at least occasionally, and 73% use them regularly when booking an accommodation. So we're talking about TripAdvisor, we're talking about Expedia, we're talking about all the all those types of sites that you can go do research on. And they're saying that research takes place over one to two weeks actively and longer just in terms of general browsing and just dreaming about a vacation. And pre-trip happiness peaks just before and during vacationers' trips. So keep that in mind that those are some pretty important spots to hit the consumer at that point. And it's not always the easiest thing to find that precise time or the right content or the right offer. So let's talk about how to do that, shall we? Or, or you could just send the same deals repeatedly every single week. You could, but that would be lazy marketing and probably not as effective as it could be. Are you be. saying spray and pray is not an effective marketing strategy I these might days? be saying that. Okay. But... I would also say that probably most people do it. Yeah, I, I mean, and big guys too, right? The, yeah. the ones that I'm signed up to. Yes, a lot I of them. get a lot of things that mean nothing to me. Yeah, and, and the worst are the folks that don't, um, they don't block out. If you have a reservation and you start getting the special deals sent yeah. to you, don't, don't be doing that. It's very silly. Yeah. So we're talking about the inspiration planning and conversion section of this report. And I for Travel is saying basically, we need to address the customer's needs before they reach the checkout stage of their booking with optimized content that helps them when dreaming about their trip. So going all the way back to when they're just hypothesizing about taking a trip. And if they're in that state, it, maybe they don't know what destination they're going to. They're still kind of contemplating that. So don't confuse the quote unquote stay types of content, which would be pictures of your rooms and bathrooms, and don't get me started on pictures of bathrooms, <laughs> or the buffet with more inspirational kind of content that's going to help them just decide to go on a vacation. Have that inspirational content available too, and build content around the attractions and unique features of your destination and how your property relates to them. Again, you're trying to inspire these consumers to just pack up and go or make that decision to go on their merry way. I think that's a really good point because so often, and we even say it on the podcast, you know, make sure you have photography of your amenities. Make sure you have the great room shots. Make sure guests can envision themselves at your property. But that's throughout the buying process. Before they get to that buying process, you do have to show the, the happy family running out of the ocean or whatever it might be just to say, hey, you're dreaming about it, go on a vacation, choose our destination and while you're on the site let's take a look at the that process this could be you image is that what you're talking right you kind of yes. you, you need the cheesy stock image even if it's not stock you need that at some point just to yeah. hook them you need real people there you your job at that point is to get them in their mind's eye to picture themselves there enjoying the property you know you're really selling the value proposition of a vacation to your destination and to your property at that point. It's it's not in the details, is it? It's an emotional mm -hmm, decision right. at that point. Speaking of that, I'm going to go a little bit of a tangent. I just got some photography from a whoa, client. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't allow tangents <laughs> on this show. Well, this is a, di a divergent then. Okay, we're allowed <laughs> with those around. Uh, I got some new photography from this one property, and it's this amazing water park. 
There's not a single person in it. Mm. And you're like, oh, that's sad. You know what that makes me think? <laughs> yeah. It may, makes me think that they're, they're having to shock the waters because someone pooped, you know? Because <laughs> that's the only time that the water parks yeah. are not, there's no one in it. But yeah, it was disappointing. I was like, I was so excited to see this photography and it just, it was lifeless. Did you talk to the client? I just got it. Pete, uh, okay. but I will. you got to get creative. Be the first one in this water park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's like if when you are, when you do, are creating those shots, make sure that the customer can put themselves there. And now that doesn't mean have, you know, people in the room on a bed or something like that. But in the public area, show them. On <laughs> I think Melissa would really like people on the toilet. Yeah, that's what she wants so to see. You could picture here. yourself here. Someone playing on their phone, yeah. sitting on the toilet. Yeah, that would be perfect. But you know, try to combine those inspirational images with your product as well. You know, show happy people in the pool. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, or on the beach, or think. Why do they come to your destination? If if you're in a beach destination. No offense to your property. They're not coming for your property. They're coming because they yeah. want to spend time on the beach. So showing happy people, different demographics, different um, you know age groups that try to appeal to, to whoever it is you're talking to. Okay, if you're not at the beach, just you know find the lifestyle shots around your area. Why do people come there? Right, Are they the coming dining, for your downtown? The well, shopping, then show people right. walking around downtown right. in, in, in your area. Right. It's definitely emotional. You've got to kind of trigger that in their mind that it's worth them you know, taking the time out of their mm-hmm. life to take a trip, to spend the money, to, to go and visit your location and your property. So, And this is where inspire. social media could be really helpful. If you can get some really nice video, super engaging content out on social media so that maybe people aren't ready to book when they see that video, but now you're at the top of their mind when they are ready to book, when they are ready to go away. They, you know, you're more likely to be considered when they make that decision that it's time to get away from home. Yeah, especially on the you know the more visual social channels like Instagram, I, I think you really want to try to focus less on the the what's going on on property right now, and it needs to be more of that aspirational, inspirational kind of content all the time. So moving on to interpreting intent, we're going to say that the best time to advertise to people really depends on what it is you're selling and your customer profile and what kind of data maybe you might have about your customer. Um, and looking at the whole conversion funnel, there's an example, I don't remember what property uh, had given this example in the report, but there were a few different steps in this particular example of a conversion funnel that I hadn't quite seen before. So I'm just gonna go through these steps of the funnel as they saw it in the study. Step one is being aware. Step two is inspired, being informed, being confident, I've never seen that before, being convinced, purchasing, and then having purchased. Yeah, and and some of those probably will blend together for certain individuals, right? And there's nothing to say that you can't be in more than one of those steps actually in the same visit. You can go from one to the other in the same visit to a website. Yeah, and your job always, your website's job, your content's job is always, and your booking engine's job, is always to nudge people from one phase in that funnel to the next, right? You're always pushing them in a forward motion through that funnel. Um, You want to remove friction. Anything that's going to prevent them from getting through that, any any throwing up any roadblocks or questions, remove as many of those as you can. But apply that pressure on the backside, trying to push them through that funnel as effectively as possible. The way I looked at this conversion funnel was kind of like 
you have to have the next step to make the first step count. If they have to be, you know, aware, but you make them inspired at the same time. They have to be confident, but you have to give them the information to be confident. You know, they right. have to be convinced to purchase that type of thing. Yeah, none of them really stand on their own, right? It, right. It's all part of one ecosystem. But you, you've got to really, if you look at each one of those steps and ask yourself, what is it that's going to push the right buttons or pull the right mm-hmm. levers to get them from where they are to where you want them to be and really where they want to be as well? I mean, you need to do it in, in, in harmony with the guest. It's not that you're trying to manipulate them or trick them into going through a funnel. You're trying to help them through the funnel right. in, a, in a positive way. And in a way that ultimately is going to be rewarding to them because they're going to choose the right property and they're going to have a great experience and hopefully come back and become an evangelist for you as well. And and think about where the guest is physically on your site in that confident to convinced cycle. Because you have to break that cognitive dissonance of saying, I don't know if I really want to go on this vacation or I don't know if I want to stay here. That's not necessarily your homepage and it's also not necessarily your checkout page. It's throughout that process you want to make sure that you're answering any guest questions and you're constantly reassuring them that, hey, this is the right decision. You can be confident we have a best rate guarantee. We have a satisfaction guarantee, whatever it might be, to get them through that. Because if you can do that to the purchasing part, then you got your repeat guest. Yeah, eliminating any kind of disagreement they might have with their with their own self, yeah. right? And that's why I'm really a fan of the properties that embrace the, the con the, content from a holistic standpoint and that you know they don't just have a video page and a photo gallery Mm -hmm. page but they're sprinkling in blog content and videos and photos that are contextually appropriate for where that guest is on the page that they're on you know that helps again helps the guest make a better decision for them and their family or whoever they're traveling with yeah we have one client that always every single month no matter what time of year it is they have this one blog piece that constantly gets traffic for the best time to come to the beach <laughs> during xyz month no matter whether it's actually in xyz month or not what that, is it like a december what is yeah it's month? like a december or yeah winter blog post but it gets traffic yeah. all year long mm-hmm. and it converts because that blog post does a really good job of being a utility right exactly it's, it's not a sales pitch it's helpful it doesn't matter what time of year it is. There are people that want to come to your destination in the winter. Just because it's July or August right now doesn't mean you only target people coming in July and August. In fact, that's an even better time to target people that are coming in the winter to get people on the books so you can yield up. But making sure that that, and we talked about it a lot on this on the show, 10x content, right? Making sure in that, blo- in that case, that blog article is 10x content because they really did a good job of being comprehensive when it comes to if i'm thinking about coming in december or in the winter what should i consider what are what are my options what are the deals what you know what are what it's just good oh and and it ranks for so many different terms too it's not just coming in the winter type stuff it's indoor activities it's everything it's that one's really special yeah and if you don't think it matters find a site that does content great and look at their entrance pages. That's where people are actually engaging. They're looking at this information. Stuart, to your point, if someone's planning on coming in December and it's July, if they do a search for great things to do in December, you have that content for them. Just Mm -hmm. make sure you get it together and that there's a good conversion process throughout that article. Right, they don't just read the article. We did an episode 
several several <laughs> months ago about n- not running into dead ends right mm-hmm. and that's a prime example every blog should be leading people somewhere somewhere right to the next step in the funnel so you again think about someone that's searching for whatever keyword it is that lands them on this content what what's the next phase in their funnel where are they and where do i need them to go and how do i get them there what are the questions i need Mm -hmm. to answer in order to push them to the next step so that moves us into dynamic content and personalized content as our next step so eye for travel is quoting a 2015 study that says the following Personalized banners result in substantially higher revenue than non-personalized ones, even if the personalized ones are more expensive. They are also stating that the optimal window for highly personalized content is shortly after a consumer has visited your website. Not surprising, because there's a time decay effect when a super personal ad becomes less effective at later dates as things progress. It basically becomes less relevant. So after you you're visitor has landed on your website again they're still in the decision making process there's the time to hit them with some sort of a retargeting ad somewhere maybe it's on social media maybe it's through google maybe it's wherever but that's the time to re-hit them with something i don't know i don't know about you guys but for me it's also a little more creepy when it's a month later and then i get (laughs) yeah my favorite thing is like flowers that happens to me all the time i get reserved flower like from ftd i'm like dude the birthday passed a month ago mm-hmm. i already bought the flowers you are a girl so i assume you go into google every day and just google just google flowers, flowers. yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody right. just asked me what my favorite flower was i was like ones that aren't dead i don't know <laughs> no. <laughs> not a, i I'm don't not, see you as a flower no girl. not no. so much yeah and this is this is something that i, I feel like the retail side of marketing has really done a much better job than hospitality right so you look at Amazon or, you know, we used to work in the retail space. We used to do it for a lot of our clients where you would serve up an image of the product that someone was searching for. Right. Because you, you really don't know why they left your site, right? You're making an assumption that they chose not to book, but it might not be that. It might be that they were looking at work and that they had a meeting come up. It might be that they got distracted. They had to go pick up their kids. There's a lot of reasons why someone... Well, they, they could have gotten dinged on an instant message or fallen into Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So you don't know why you left they, they left your site. So you're priming them and prompting them to come back and pretty much immediately is always right. a good idea because you, do, you don't know if you can nudge them back into the – they were in a conversion path. <clears throat> They've left it. Can you get them back where they were? That's where display advertising can can be effective sometimes, yeah. especially email. before they go book somewhere else. Yeah. Right, and email. Exactly. If you have that person's contact information, the abandonment email is incredibly effective. Really effective, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So let's go back to talking about content for just a minute. Cunning content, as a matter of fact. Did you say cunning content? I did, in fact, say that because uh, that's what's in the report. Okay. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I just write words that are written in front of me. Okay. Smart. Be smart about what you write. Okay. On your website. And hope, hope you don't get... Okay. There you go. And not even just write. I mean, content can be anything, right? So find, you know, again, why are people coming to see you? Well, show them that you're either close to it or like a webcam is a great great thing to do. I mean, if you're obviously a beach destination, have a webcam on your roof that shows the beach in front of your place. If you're a, you know, a city hotel 
find an area in your city that would be great for a webcam, place that, show that content on your website. We get a lot of clients that have webcams and the traffic that comes in through those sites. Granted, it's maybe not always the best converting, but people get there. Again, it's inspirational. They're like, I want to be there. I can see the beach right from this hotel. And, you know, they may not convert today, but they might convert tomorrow. I mean, it's also a resource. And as a hotel, you're a resource for your guest. I just know that from the webcam perspective, when I think it was Hurricane Matthew that came through Myrtle Beach, it completely crushed all of our hotel webcams because you had news outlets linking to it. You had them blowing up on social media and none of those people were visiting Myrtle Beach. There's a hurricane right now, but they're looking at the hotels that had the content, you know? So if, if you can be there, even if it's under not the greatest conditions, you know, it's still good to be there so you are in front of those guys. And if you don't know what that is, if you don't know necessarily what's bringing people to your destination, we've seen that before in some of these innocuous places that aren't the beach. But, you know, look at your TripAdvisor reviews. People will tell you what they've done while staying at your property. Wait, so, listen to the guest? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know what This is my favorite <laughs> tip of the whole report. You can, you can talk to people with your mouth hole when they're on property and ask them. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stuart. Talk, talk face to face. Yeah, talk with your mouth hole to people, and they might actually respond. So ask them, "Hey, why why are you visiting?" And then have your front desk person who's asking that question actually communicate with your marketing team. Yeah, actually, that would be amazing. Or, or better yet, yeah, add it to the profile of the guest in the PMS, and that obviously then syncs to every other system that you use, and then you can leverage that data. You're talking about utopia, sir. No, I'm talking about <laughs> fuel clients is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which it, uh, some would call f- utopian. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> All right, what's next? We're going to talk about optimism. We're going to talk about something that didn't sound like that. <laughs> we should so talk just about optimizing conversion. We, we could be talking about that. I want to talk about optimum <laughs> It sounds much really more interesting. Fun. Yeah. It's optimizing conversion, but with Jello. <laughs> <laughs> you can optimize a lot of things with Jello. You really can. <laughs> that, that just sounds weird. Swimming pools, perhaps. Carry on. Oh, oh, have you seen this thing? My kids showed me a video of it. So you can buy this stuff now that basically t- turns your bath into a Jello bath. So it's like a powder. Yeah, it's called gelatin. No, no, no. Isn't that the bath <laughs> things are? Think about how much gelatin you would need, right? To, to make the, the bath like jelly, right? It would be a ton. Why would this you is, want to do this? This is just a small packet that you put in a bathtub. It's for kids, you know? The Hudsucker Proxy. For kids. Um, <laughs> you seen that movie? It's really good. No. All right, you should. It's great. Um, anyway, you pour this powder in the bathtub and it turns it all like slimy, essentially. And then the kids take a bath in slimy water. That sounds great. Then do they have to take another bath to get the slime off? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then you have to Sounds call a plumber to un- unclog your pipes and all that kind of stuff. Thanks for the terrible advice, Stuart. Let's keep going. <laughs> You're welcome. Stop doing this. <laughs> Only the hotel marketing advice is good. Yeah. And every other piece of <laughs> advice they give is terrible. Right yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay, so we're talking about having... Ha- I cannot talk today. <laughs> How to stop customers from abandoning their carts. And it's my favorite thing. Always be testing. Is that what they said? That's what it says. In a nutshell, maybe not exactly. Maybe power. I feel like you should trademark that phrase. Always be testing. Yeah. Okay. 
So there, there's this section called Color Me Bad, the Ugly Widget Creator. I love this. Okay. But I also hate it. Okay. I'll tell you why. So there's a company called Sentient Technologies that has an AI system that hotel, sh- hotel chains use to test their web and mobile sites to find best colors and what converts the best from color perspective. And the results of their tests tend to show that the most unusual, i.e. ugly, combinations of colors have the biggest increases in conversion rate. It's contrast, right? Always going to be contrast. It's going to win every time. So in one test they're quoting, they had a 45% increase in conversion rate. I'm having a tough time believing that. Maybe it's conversion rate of clicks to the widget. I don't know. But I will tell you why I hate this. And that is because we are always testing here. And any time we run a widget test with all kinds of different colors, we have never found conclusive information except for one test where the widget was literally camouflaged on the website that actually made a difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I think blue versus green, you know, people get hung up on that silly stuff, right? I think placement is more important. The information that's around it is more important. Um, size this, this yeah the I mean, visibility the, right well, so no because you yes, see like you like size is yeah. important no people stick it in the, in the corner and okay hey here's my booking widget that's the only thing that the customer really can interact with and, and move through that process yeah it's got to be visible right so that means that it has has to be the right size it has to be in the right location and the color should complement in in a way that it stands <clears throat> out right it just shouldn't blend in like you said so I'm not saying not to test it because that would be against our philosophy. I'm just saying that in our experience here yeah. so far. You're not going to see a 45% increase in conversion rate from changing something to, from green to red. It's just not going to happen. So that's that. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about cross-selling versus quick-selling. This was an interesting little topic for me because we do, we've talked about this on the podcast before about cross-selling stuff and how to basically upsell through the process. But keep in mind that while you may have other things to sell the consumer besides a room, and we would encourage, obviously, you want to make more money, it's important to test where you're giving them the option to purchase those additional items, whether it be a spa package or whether it's an upgrade on a room or whether it's breakfast, whatever the case might, or maybe it's tickets to an attraction. Testing where you show that information can be critical in terms of either making or losing money on a transaction. So you have a couple of options. You could have a better conversion rate on your room but a lower revenue per booking if you show those additional items later. Or you could have a lower conversion rate on the room process, but a better average revenue per booking if you show the products earlier in the process. So the question is, and only you will know this, is which one actually makes you more money? You can't just take it at you know face value to say, oh, I'm making more money because I sold a breakfast with this room if your conversion rate is so much lower that you actually ended up losing more money than you made. If you interrupted their booking. So the the way I was thinking about this one, and and we've seen it work, say someone's already booked, you use that pre-stay email like we talked about in this study talked about in the very beginning, when someone's pre-stay happiness, right before they come, send them that pre-stay email, would you like to add this and this to to your booking or to your stay? That's that's a great time to sell them. Yeah, and you've already collected the majority of the money, right? So when you're doing it during the booking process, 
they're counting the money. So if it's, you know, it's a five night stay, there's that it's a family of four and it's ten dollars a night for or per person per day for breakfast, right? That adds up. Because that's forty dollars a day. It's like two hundred dollars in, in a week, right? So you're adding two hundred is my math right there? You're adding two hundred dollars to the bottom line of what they what they're buying. And if it's a thousand dollar booking, you just added twenty percent to the price, right? So that might deter them from booking at that time but if they've already spent the thousand dollars and you're now saying oh for only an extra ten dollars per person per day you get breakfast included they may be maybe more likely to book at that point without having that risk you're reducing the the initial sticker shock to them right so yeah yeah now i would say test it right because we we have tested this in in our guest desk booking engine we have found that if you present these things in a way that is non-intrusive, you know, so that they, it's visible, but it's not obstructing the conversion path. So they can essentially skip it really easily. It has negligible effect on conversion rate. Um, so we, so we, we do have that module in our booking engine, and we do recommend that people have that additional services module switched on in their booking engine because it can have a, a really positive impact on revenue depending on the property and what they're selling. But test it for your property because every property is different depending on your ADR, depending on your demographic, depending on what you're selling. It, it can change. And, and, and I do agree with Phil. As soon as the booking is made, then you have an opportunity to always be upselling and cross-selling. You know? And it's not just in email, right? It's, it's uh, on that confirmation page as soon as they booked. It's in the emails. It's in push notifications. It's at the front desk when they get to the property. And you probably have their email address, so go ahead and you'll use that in your in your pay-per-click marketing and your social marketing when, when you can upload those customer email addresses those type of things like an already booked customer a converter sometimes you mm-hmm. can use those lists right go ahead and push some, push yeah. some how about this cook how many people once they've made a book and go back to your website right to look for information how about cookie their machine the person that made a booking or if they logged in or you know you have an email address and you know it's the person that's already booked Show them unique content. Show them different content. You no longer need to sell them on the booking because you already have a booking. Instead, sell them on yeah, other content. Exclude them from your, you know, sales emails oh in gosh, terms yes. of like booking booking the room again. You don't need that. You know, if they search if your anything, hotel, they're just going to get mad. Right. If right. they search your hotel again, right. because you got a bad rate policy yeah. and you're lowering the rates than what they book. Yeah. yeah and sell and the other place that you needed to promote this, and I've been on a call center tirade lately anyway just of how valuable it can be is that outbound marketing if you make a booking in a week later somebody from the property calls you thanking you for the booking but hey did you know that instead of staying in the angle oceanfront we have a oceanfront suite and it's only 10 bucks more those are the people that actually can close the deal because now you have a hotelier talking to a guest offering them a better experience and it's not an automated faceless process right and you can make it feel really special and exclusive and and you know you can really improve their expectations and their experience by making them feel like they're part of a secret club or right that that they are the chosen person that you're giving this to or even that you care like oh we noticed you have three children with you why don't you and your family stay in this you know better view room Yeah. yeah yeah for sure so we kind of talked about this already, but we're going to go over it again, and that's second chances. Sometimes you do get a second chance because 
a lot of people are going to leave your website without converting. As a matter of fact, according to the study, an average abandonment rate for travel customers is 81%, which actually seems low to me. But a lot of people are not going to buy right from your website at that very moment. But that doesn't mean that they completely abandoned you. It doesn't mean that they either went to book another property or they abandoned the shopping process completely. Like Stuart said, could be any number of things. You don't know. So now's your chance to reach out to them again and try and get them back in the funnel. That, that stat is flat out wrong. I agree with you. I, yeah, that's Because I would suggest 20% of the people your convert. Com- yeah, your conversion rate is 20% on your website. Uh, Methinks not. I, I yeah. I, yeah, but regardless, the the a lot of people sentiment behind it yes. is correct. Agreed. So yeah. get out there, send those card abandonment emails, and personalize those emails to the extent that you can, based on the behavior you know about that consumer on the website. Right. What have they looked at? You know, are, are they searching for specific dates? Maybe the, what you send them includes the deals that are running and the events that are going on during those dates. Maybe. You know, you you know the specific room type they looked at. You know, send the email with information about that room and why it's great. Or, again, this could be another part where you can do some sort of third-party remarketing, possibly through social media. If you've got a Facebook pixel on your website, and mm-hmm. you can retarget them that way and get them back in the yeah, funnel. But I think it's interesting and important to look at that that individual as an individual yes and what they specifically did not just you shouldn't blanket all abandoners the same not everyone leaves the site for the same reason not everyone leaves the site having seen the same things so someone that has performed multiple searches and maybe someone that's performed searches and gotten no availability needs to be treated differently than someone that just popped into a blog article and left the site right so Think about these these people again. Back to where they are in that journey in that funnel. What what was it that they were trying to accomplish at that point? Someone that's doing a search is, has obviously is indicating a big intent at that point. Right. They're in the price point at the, at the price decision making point of the, the journey. Someone that just read an article about you know events going on in July. You, you can glean something from that, but it, it's definitely a less qualified person. So, so your marketing needs to be adjusted according to the individual. Agreed. So last but certainly not least is talking about social proof and why we stand in line for a crowded restaurant. But you didn't know that was coming. <laughs> because your hotel probably doesn't have a line out the door of people just banging down the door to get in like a busy restaurant on a Friday night. You need some way to prove to people who have not been to your property that you're the bee's knees and this is the place you want to come and stay or something else that isn't bee's knees. <laughs> We've talked about some of this stuff before. This is, this is um, you know, only two of these room types left, you know, thing, things along those lines. It, it kind of gives people that little nudge like, oh, oh, I need to book it now. Yeah, that's the urgency side. And then on the social proof side, you've got, you know, 400 people booked this room in the last 24 hours. That would be awesome if they did. But, you know, ha- it, it's reassuring someone that they're not making a decision that other people haven't made before them. We, we as humans tend to make decisions that someone else has already made because we assume that that person before us did the research so we don't have to. Uh, but then there's other things too, right? Not not just the booking side. There's also the experience side. So that's where tools like Flip2 are really, really valuable because 
that's not your propaganda. That's not you as a marketer saying, come stay with me because it's awesome. That's your guests saying, I had a phenomenal time at this property and I recommend that you come and stay here too because it's that good. So especially in, in the case of Flip2 because it has that visual component as well. Mm-hmm. So you right. see it feels more real. You feel it's not just a, an, a, you know, a very dry written review. You actually see a smiling face. It's not just an empty water park. In, yeah, it's not just an empty water park. It's, it's a smiling person that's having an experience that you can relate to and they're telling you mm-hmm. that you could shift. I mean, not not to not to discount a testimonial or, or a review. I mean, that, if you can use that, all use valuable, it, right? For sure. But but like Stuart said, you know, it's as personal as you can make this is it adds to that social proof. Right. I mean, Flip Two needs to sponsor this podcast. We talk about them way too much. But also, I mean, if if you want to go back to the beginning of the podcast and look at Melissa's conversion journey of aware, inspire, inform create confidence, convince, and purchase. We're talking about the create confidence and convince area right here. If you can convince that person, wow, 400 people already booked this room in the last 24 hours, I need to do that because I need to be on that bandwagon. Apparently, they know something great about this property. This is where this all takes place, and this is really where you either lose the customer or you lock the sale right there. Yeah, hard persuasion at this point for sure. All right. That wraps up that in a nutshell. We do have some... That's a rather big nutshell. You wouldn't wrap anything in a nutshell. You would wrap it up in wrapping paper or something. Maybe. I don't know. You could wrap something (coughs) very small in a nutshell. Are you really wrapping it, though? Well... Enclosing it? Enclosing it. Yeah. I don't know. This has been enclosed in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) You almost sounded Italian. (laughs) (laughs) This has to be Mario. All right, so summarize. So bottom line is you can definitely make more of your online presence and the money you're spending to be online by making small tweaks to your existing tactics. One, ensure your content on your website reflects your consumer, not our consumer. It needs to reflect your consumer and your market conditions and has compelling information available for every step of the purchase cycle. So why do people come to stay at your property and stay in your destination? Ask them. Again, use your mouth hole in in your ear holes, ask them questions, and listen to feedback. Is it too late to bring up something new? I know this is a summary, but look at Does why it fit in a nutshell? It, it will fit in probably an avocado skin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what avocados come in there. They're covered. It's a skin. Yeah. yeah. say skin. So, yeah. Look at why they come to your competitors as well. Or who, what is, who is in your that decision set? that you reside and what can you do to help improve your position in that set? Yeah, good point, Pete. What do they offer that you don't and make right. sure you do it? I appreciate your avocado, man. Cause that, that was valuable. All avocado. Right. All right. Not just hipster bandwagon avocado toast. It was legit it was. avocado. Right. Good job. Proceed with your summary. All right. So, and we've said this four bajillion times, always be testing. This doesn't just apply to your website and making ugly widgets. We're talking about, Test everything, your paid campaigns, your imagery, messaging, retarget, just test it all. Always be testing. Evaluate your cart abandonment efforts. And then lastly, use social proof to provide new customers confidence in your property. The end. Hurrah. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. There's my hand Golf clap. clap. Yeah, it's a very, very subdued golf clap. 
Good job. So if you want to go download this study or look at the notes that Melissa put together on, on this information, you can go to fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 94. And you will find cunning content. <clears throat> you will. That's really hard to say without slipping up. But they'll also find 93 other amazing episodes of this podcast, which yeah. means we're getting close to my even number, 100. Oh. So you freak out anytime like it's a round number, you know, <laughs> literally freak out. And uh, actually, I, I don't. That's more of like a persona for the podcast because I don't care about numbers. No, you, you do. Don't don't. Come I on. care okay. way more about numbers than you do. Dude, shattering the illusion. All right. I so, like numbers. So we've only seen thus far Pete freak out at one zero at the end of a number. Think, think about this. In six episodes, there's going to be two zeros at the end of the number. That's twice what? as many. I don't know if Pete's going to be able to handle it. So Pete, yeah, what, what should we do? What, why, how should we mark such an occasion? I think they should ask us some things. Wait a minute. They should be able to ask us anything. Like literally anything. Anything. We, we should let people listen to us and throw out questions and we'll answer any questions that they have. Any travel AMA? Is that what yeah. you just suggested? Wow. I was going to say it's a ask me some things, but then I say we just go all in and ask me all, anything. Wow, absolutely anything should be asked. There are going to be, be so many bee questions. <laughs> yeah, you there, can ask about bees. Special, everyone's got their specialist subjects, right? right? Yours is bees. Yep. I'd say mine is probably Star Wars. Melissa, what's your specialist subject? Musical things. Musical things and running. And, sure, and running. Oh, nutrition. Or, yeah, I can yeah. talk about avocados. There you go. Yeah. And, and how, how much you can wrap in an avocado skin. I could probably talk about that. And Phil, do you have any specialist subjects? Beer and hockey. Beer and hockey. <laughs> One of those two things people are interested in. And it is not hockey. Unless you're from Canada. Yeah, maybe so. And ask me a question. All right. So, yeah, we are going to do another. We did this on our first um, anniversary for the, the 50th episode. Uh, we did a live video broadcast. Broadcast Ask Me Anything. We, we um, published on YouTube and Facebook. We are going to do the same thing again this year. And because our audience has grown, I mean, literally, our audience has tripled since we did that that episode. So I'm hoping a lot of people are going to be interested in that. We'd love for you to take part in it. We're still trying to um, – some things are moving, so we're going to announce the date in the next few weeks. And we'll solidify it. We'll try to do it at a time that's conducive because we got a pretty international audience, so we need to make sure it's at a time that makes sense for people but uh yeah we're gonna do a live show ask me anything so start prepping your questions people we will answer them live on the internet and pete may even give a live b update i could do that could you give us a non-live b update right now i have non-live bees (laughs) (laughs) so yes (laughs) still dead yeah so i've decided what i'm gonna do is wait until the spring where i can order a new you know they call it a nook. A, a nook? A nook, which is a nucleus of a hive. Have you, is it in UC? In UC. Okay. So I'm going to order two of those to replace my hives. But okay. I'm going to do that in the spring. So right now, that's so the update gonna get, is... You're going to get two colonies? Are they going to compete for resources? Is it being so close? A bee death match? I hope so. <laughs> no, they, they won't. We should just live stream now. <clears throat> we would be way more interested than yep. Amy MA. So. Pete's kill the death ratio. Yes. It's incredible right now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> You you probably murdered more beings <laughs> than the vast majority of people in this on this planet. True. Ever. 
you know. I don't know. They got the people who spray the stuff. Yeah, yeah. but they're not the vast majority. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, no, you're in a hey, do you want to talk a little bit about the tech study that people can still download? They can. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to the last two episodes, we did full in-depth analysis, and then we did a. Um, we got some responses from other vendors in the space and we analyzed what their feedback was. But yeah, go back and listen to episode 93 and 92 of the podcast, which you can get anywhere you, you can get podcasts. But also if you want to download that study, you can go to fueltravel.com slash tech study and you get your very own copy of that. And people are downloading that like hotcakes. Yeah. Think of how many times you've downloaded a hotcake. People are getting this even more. Yeah. PDFs of hotcakes are all the rage <laughs> these days. And this is more of a rage. Hey, you know what else is a rage? It's Labor Day weekend. Like, this is a big, big beach weekend because we live at the beach. Yeah. So I challenge you with this question. I'm nervous. What did one ocean say to the other? I don't know. Nothing. They just waved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a really convoluted segue, Melissa, to get a bad joke. I am joke. the master at convoluted segues. Nice. But it is holiday weekend so happy holiday to everybody <laughs> that celebrates labor day and uh even though this podcast will probably be published afterwards hey, good luck on your fantasy football you guys. had we are going to be drafting our fantasy football next week and you guys are all going down i'm really mad i just i just did uh, uh we're doing a family league with some some other families it's, my kids are in it my wife's in it she she doesn't know anything about fantasy football. she's gonna win she put it on auto draft She's going to win. She by far, by far has the best team of anyone in our group. I may just, just do that this year. I'm seriously contemplating it. I'm yeah. really sad to say that the person who won our, dra- our league last year was an auto drafter. And <coughs> it, it hurts my soul. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think it's a strategy that, that can be effective, especially in a, in a um, points per reception league because mm-hmm. you you tend to pick more utility players like you're always picking running back more running backs and receivers versus getting depth you know you're not getting a second defense or a second kicker or a second tight end or even she didn't even get a second quarterback it was literally one of each of the players she needed and then the rest are running backs and quarterbacks well we know what sort of strategy is going to be so <laughs> that, that's <laughs> been my next here's my problem that's always been my strategy, but when you're on auto draft, it's also your strategy. So it screws the people that are trying to do that strategy. So yeah, she's gonna beat me. It's gonna be embarrassing. But yeah, where can they find you on the web, Pete DeMeo? I'm on Twitter at p DeMeo, p d i m a i o. And Melissa, I'm on Twitter at m a Cavanaugh, m a k a v a n a g h. And Philip, you can find me on Twitter at p Fariska, p f o r i s k a. You can find me on Twitter at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. Again, show notes, fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 94. And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. You broke out a highlighter for this. Hey, I go old school. I'm with you on that. I need to print it. Yeah. I need to. I just. If I had some index cards, that'd be great. <laughs> huh?